Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 82 of the talking the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Friday of bets. MLB is back, ladies and gentlemen. We have 16 games to be able to place bets on today, and we got seven best bets coming at you. We got plenty of lines to talk about and plenty of analysis to dive deep into. But before we do, please, if you could be so kind, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on uh, if you are watching on youtube whether live or recorded make sure you hit that notification bell so you never miss the start of a live show but if you are listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there in addition uh just made the motion for you to hit the button you probably can't even see me if you are listening to it but make sure you do subscribe there that way you get the release after every live show is over promptly next item up on the docket if you could also be so kind and you got a couple extra seconds in your friday here hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make talking the line sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you last but not least last item on the docket to start today's show Head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. It's the first link you're going to see there. And within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people, joining us on today's show, the show to wrap up the week, I am your humble host, Colton, Cole 45 Soroka. And as always, and once again, thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode 82 of the TTL pod. Me and my partner got a show and a half cooked up for you today. We got bets from all over the board and even going into the weekend. But before we get into that, I need to bring that man into today's show. The humble co-host of the TTL pod, the aforementioned man who I lock arm in arm with every single day and dive deep into the trenches in the daily battles with the sports books. 
a young man who you can see where his fandom lies and how excited he is to get the season started with the socks laid firmly across his chest, but much the same here for me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not leaving. I ain't going nowhere. So without further ado, let's bring that man in. The myth, the legend, the degenerate gambler every day and day out himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnus. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I'm good, my man. Did I lose my uh, degenerate legend status, but just become normal legend status? Is yeah, that, you uh, know what that was, or just a switch up? Normal legend, just a switch up, but you are still a degenerate okay, legend okay. yourself, good enough, my good friend. Enough. But uh, I'm good, my man. It's a you know beautiful Friday, interesting week of sports. Had a little break last night, but mm-hmm. uh, we're ready to dive right back in, my man. Yeah. So as one would say, no complaints on that side of the table. Uh, no, no, okay, no, no. okay, no, okay. You will find none here either, no. my friend. So glad we're on the same of page course. in that. Uh, hey, you're scooting out of the production studios here a little early today. Got a little uh, round of some links to play here. Little group golf, little best oh, ball action, oh. little scramble. I'm excited, my man, getting all back right. to the old hometown. So, uh, all right, hey. So business as usual. It's still going to be a normal length yes, show, sir. but uh, our mags has got a little carrot to look forward to here at the end of today's show. Uh, we also have a carrot in general, my friend. MLB is back. Yeah. Yes, on is. tap. The Sox are back in action for you. The Cubbies are back in action for me. And whoever your favorite team is, they're back in action for you too, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we're ready to get things rocking and rolling. Um, quick question, though. Was yesterday quite possibly the worst sports day of the year? I don't see how it could be much worse unless you're a uh, USA soccer fan. I don't think it could be much worse. Well, I that, mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, for us, uh, you know, section of people who, uh, you know, whether you're a fan or whether it's your job to do it, it, it was kind of a, I don't want to say a needed break because I'll take any type yeah, of sports yeah. action, even if it's in the background, but uh, especially after you just grinded through, uh, you know, 90% of the NBA playoffs, all sure. of the NHL playoffs, sure. and, uh, you know, 10 to 15 MLB games a day, it's, uh, you know, it was a nice little uh, baseball cleanse. A little bit of a refresh, if you yes. will. So, uh, hey, we took this entire week to dive deep into MLB stats, trends, analysis, and everything in between. So we got plenty of value to get into on today's show. Bit of a uh, cloudy day here in the Windy City. Nonetheless, we're bringing our own sunshine here on today's show and uh, good vibes inbound if you didn't see it on the opening screen. What's coming up on today's show? Well, I'm glad you asked. It is back to business as usual, and we got things kicking off with the first segment of the day. Two parts. First part, Armag's best bets of the day, and then we'll slide on over into my best bets of the day. He's got three, I got four, I got two coming out of one game. Then we got the special play of the day. You might be looking, if you're a fan of the TTL podcast, for the primetime parlay mm-hmm. or the Chicago parlay, but you ain't going to find it here today, pal, because we didn't have the opportunity to play the MLB parlay, the MLB special play that we do every single week. So we're going to go back in time, if you will, mm-hmm. briefly to Thursday and bring it on forward for the triple play Friday parlay ladies and gentlemen we got a usual three-legger paying out at plus 683 odds today one that we are very very confident in so excited that we finally have an opportunity to get some big plus money back on the book and uh, we might have some plus money polys within our own picks as well so that'll do it for our best bets and the special play then the honorable all-knowing money line dice grace us with their present for presence for the third segment of today's show Mm -hmm. they're going to be doing their usual role 
We're going to game one between the Marlins and the Phillies right now. Looks like Sandy Alcantara is going to be going up against Matt Moore. So we'll let the dice dive deep into that. Give us their best bets tonight. They, I believe, firmly in my heart, had that game canceled for the Yankees and the Red Sox yesterday. Yep. I believe somehow the dice caused that coronavirus spread there in the Yankees organization. As crazy as that sounds. Some heated accusations. And, and, and <laughs> because those doggone teams knew the dice were going to stay hot. Okay. The dice were going to stay hot. They are 1-0 this week so far. Correct. They are 34-33-1 on the TTL pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they got a very serious shot of going 1-0 today, maybe 2-0 today, and then who knows, maybe 2-0 or 3-0 on the week. Right. So we'll uh, let you guys wait around, stick around, and uh, make sure you stop by for the third segment of today's show on the first half, the betting half of the show for the Moneyline Dice to come and roll for today's Marlins and Phillies matchup. Then, as always, right before we actually get into all of that, we'll flash up some best bets of the day on the mm-hmm. screen for you so you got a time to get out those sports books, hammer them in, get them locked in before anybody else so they're already ready to rock and roll. Then that'll wrap up the first half of the show. However, if you're one of the usual degenerates that just stop by for uh, best bets, analysis, all that jazz in between, and you usually head on out of here once we get into the rants and reactions, I suggest you stick around today because uh, we got a UFC fight night to break down. I'm bringing you my best bets. Our mags might have some best bets in there as well. I'll dive through each one of the fights, breaking them down, and then we'll give you the main card parlay as well i'm getting one of those to the window and i believe this is the weekend ladies and gentlemen so we'll be giving you some extra bets and everything on that end coming out of the ufc the fight night card this weekend to kick off today's rants and reactions then we'll give you a little british open update jump into some other sports news stuff in between who knows where we'll go but it'll definitely be hot and it'll definitely be heavy so make sure you stick around second half of today's show rants and reactions last but not least You guys give us your time, your support, your following, so I like to pay it back a little bit with a little bit of inspiration and motivation, some keys that I have uh, been able to use to help me survive this thing called life. Today, giving you a little bit of a message on trusting your process. I've talked a lot about kind of going through the process and having fear and some different things. I obviously talked the the whole speech on fear uh, back a few days back if you listen to that Motivation Minute, so I kind of wanted to culminate everything all together, close out the week strong, and uh, give you some thoughts to take with you throughout the weekend. So that'll do it for my motivation minutes. Then we might uh, jab back and forth a little bit, see what we're looking for for the weekend, and let you guys get on about your Fridays. But for now. Cut all the drama, stop all the banter, quit all the nonsense that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. Boy, does it feel good to actually say this for real. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, on this beautiful July 16th, 2021, it's time to get into today's episode of the TTL pod. Episode 82, if you have forgotten at any point in time by now. Let's kick things off. First segment of the day, first half of the first segment of the day. If you haven't been here before, you're about to find out where we usually go. Armax, best bets of the day. Now, ladies and gentlemen, told you he's got three best bets coming at you. When he's got a light card, he's got the value. 
He's ready to rock and roll. He's battled a few minor technical difficulties this morning, but nonetheless, he's still bringing the heat. So I suggest you get out those mobile devices, rip open your favorite sports book, open those ear holes wide, and get ready to get some stone-cold locks and facts dropped on your dome pieces. And as always, hey, partner, you have the floor. All righty, I appreciate it, as always. So three plays coming out of me today. They are all going to be National League plays. A couple first fives. The first one is going to be Giants' first five money line. Usually are my partner, me? I don't know, my man, what's going on here? Holy but, uh, you know, I am going Giants' first five money line with Kevin Gozman on the mound versus Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. Gozman, I'm not going to go too deep on Gozman because we all know the story. My partner has laid it out time and time again. He's got a 1.73 ERA on the season and even better on the road, 1.35 over 11 road starts. He's allowed more than one earned run on the road only twice this season, and it was only two and three runs. He faced the Cardinals a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago or so. Seven innings pitch, three hits, two earned runs, but zero earned runs through five. Might see a little bit of a quicker hook this time around, but nonetheless, I expect zero earned runs or one earned run allowed once again through five innings. Cardinals offense was starting to heat up a little bit there before the break, but it was still, uh, you know, they still struggled about some of those above average pitchers. So I like Gozman to hold them down today in Bush Stadium. Uh, Giants ended first half on four game win streak and scored at least five runs in seven of their last nine games. Now they're well-rested coming into this game against Adam Wainwright, who has been solid, but not quite Gozman great. Uh, final start of first half was against these Giants, actually. Five innings pitched, seven hits, three earned runs, and four walks. Uh, Cardinals actually got the first five and money line, but that was against Johnny Cueto uh, for San Francisco on the mound. I think we see a similar performance from Wainwright. Uh, you know, if it's three earned runs, that's great. Uh, if not, I kind of expect that seven hits to turn into four or five earned runs this time around. But, uh, you know, I, I'll see, I see a low-scoring first five in this one, but uh, I'll take Gozman in a pitcher's duel with the potential of the Giants having the edge offensively in this one any day of the week. So first play of the day is going to be first five money line. Partner, are you riding this one with me? You know I got you. You know these are my boys. You know I'll go to the well any damn time I have the opportunity to. However, today it just didn't uh, trip my trigger the way it usually does. Mm -hmm. um, honestly got burned with Gozeman in the last one, and it was against these Cardinals. Right. Just some pity pat stuff, man. And, it, and it's my personal my personal agenda going on in right. my noggin. So uh, as for your analysis, everything you laid down there... You got me back on the fucking train, pal. Alrighty, so I, uh, I will be backing Armag's first best bet of the day, San Francisco Giants, first five, money line. Pal, that's one. How about you hit him with number two? All righty, number two is going to be coming out of Coors Field, and I'm actually taking the L.A. Dodgers minus one and a half. Now, some, thing, some things that we did say this week might have you thinking, uh, you know, what are you doing on this one? But I do like the Dodgers in this spot very specifically here for a few reasons. Uh, you've got Julio Urias, lefty on the mound for the Dodgers, versus Antonio Senzatella, righty for the Rockies. And obviously the Rockies have been very good at home, uh, but this is a specific spot that I like the uh, the Dodgers in this one. Urias' career numbers, if you look at his career in Coors Field, the numbers don't.
don't look great, but a majority, high majority of that damage came earlier in his career, four or five years ago when he was 19, 20 years old. Uh, so he's matured and gotten some experience there and has actually been really good lately. Um, this season, he uh, had one start in course field, seven innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, one walk, and six Ks and a 4-2 win. Uh, you know, I see a similar number, at least for Urias in that one, and I see the Dodgers putting up even more runs in his support this time around. He's got a 3.64 ERA on the season, 3.15 ERA in 10 road starts. So, you know, even on the road this season, he's been even better. And like I said, Senzatella at home, he has been solid. I have backed him in many spots, uh, but he's still got a 3.75 ERA in his home start. Not quite lights out. A lot better than his road starts, but still not quite lights out. Uh, and in two starts versus the Dodgers this year, partner, one home and one away. A total of six innings pitched between the two starts, 11 earned runs, 14 hits. So this Dodgers team batters him. They've got a 330 batting average and 398 OBP. Their lineup does in their careers, individually, collectively, uh, versus Sentatella here. And the Dodgers offense was heating up, heating up a little bit before the break, while the Rockies, at least versus lefties, were cooling down a bit, at least from what they uh, you know typically had been doing in Coors Field. Last thing I like here is that the Dodgers... They don't care whether they're in Coors Field or not. They own the Colorado Rockies in Colorado, in L.A. It doesn't matter. 8-2 last 10 in Coors Field, 41-14 last 55 overall. And here in 2021, seven games, the Dodgers are 6-1 and one straight up, 5-2 and two to the run line. That's one series in L.A., one series in Colorado. So I like this dominance from Luis, uh, Julio Urias to continue and for the Dodgers to just beat the hell out of Antonio Sensatella once again for my second bet. Dodgers minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm right there with you. You got me over to this one as well. Um, I was I was first on the Rockies when I first saw this one this morning, but looking a little bit deeper into Sanzatella and what he has done mm-hmm. against the Dodgers so far, it's been less than stellar. And five and two for the Dodgers against the run line mm-hmm. so far against the Rockies this season. Uh, but either way, hey, as always, a uh, quick little disclaimer before we let our mags continue. Might have a uh, guest. She's getting a little rambunctious. Miss Matilda, the uh, talking the line sports media mascot. Might just pop in who knows we uh, always like to give you a disclaimer just in case you're allergic to cats so you can leave the room move it right along partner one more time los angeles dodgers minus one and a half for our mag second best bet of the day and go ahead just drop it on down with number three pal all right number three another first five action today and you're gonna like this one as well my man Going Cubs, money first five, money line versus the Diamondbacks with Kyle Hendricks on the mound versus Madison Bumgarner. Despite the Cubs' road struggles this season, on the road as a favorite, they're actually eight and four. We talked about that earlier on in the week when they, uh, you know, they have a pretty rough road record. However, when they play the teams that they are absolutely supposed to beat, they take care of business. Eight and four, and Kyle Hendricks has uh, been uh, a bit of a helper in that number, if you will. He's got a sub-3 ERA in every single month since April. Obviously, April was rough for him. It inflated his overall numbers, so I believe his uh, full season number is right around 377. However, May, June, July, all ERAs under 3 right now. Uh, And two earned runs or less in four of his last five starts, so he has been very good. I have been backing him in many different spots, and he has been working out well in my favor. And he's facing the Diamondbacks team. I mean, we all know we all know the story. If you give him a lefty, you know, I'm not saying they're world beaters, but they can definitely take care of business against lefties versus righties on the season. 224 batting average, 298 OBP. Never want to see an OBP under 300. Not good numbers. 
And against the uh, ver, uh, compared to the Cubs versus left-handers here, you've got the Cubs at 250 batting average, 324 OBP versus lefties. They are one of the better uh, lefty-hitting teams in the league, and now they're facing Madison Bumgarner coming into his first start off of a, at least a month-long stint on the IL, and he wasn't very good before that either. He, uh, you know, he had a nice little stretch there where he figured things out for two, three starts, and then he quickly reverted back to four, five type earn run outings. So I, uh, you know, I could see him kind of figuring himself out here as we get along into it. But coming back off the IL versus a very solid lefty hitting team, I don't see him figuring out today. I think he gives up at least three earned runs. Uh, but not to not to mention he's even worse at home this season with a 7.15 ERA. Not saying it's going to be that bad. I think uh, I do like Madison Bumgarner on the season. I think he's going to figure some things out, but not today. Cubs eight and three last eleven straight up in Arizona. That is a nice little uh, you know nice little okay. Arizona trip for them okay. once again. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely like them in this spot. Don't know about the rest of the series, but with Kyle Hendricks on the mound partner, I'll take their first five money line, and I'll probably even sprinkle their full game as well. Well, you know I can't not back you right. in this situation. Um, yeah, I'm with you, my man. I think Hendricks has uh, been way more dominant than his top-line numbers give him credit for, and he's been able to do it without a dominant fastball, and right. that is what always amazes me the most. Right. He is so doggone good. How about that? Uh, Mr. Magnuson's technical difficulties after he finishes up all of his analysis finally alleviate themselves and clear themselves up. So, hey, how about that? You uh, absolutely murdered that. There Thank are uh, his three best bets of the the day not gonna say him again but partner you got anything else you need to lay down discuss talk about get off the chest before we keep this first segment steaming on down the tracks let's get it rolling i'm all good all right pal well hey without further ado then we ain't gonna waste no time it's time for the second half of the first segment of today's show episode number 82 july 16 2021 don't have to check your calendars anymore i'll tell you about 10 more times throughout today's show but let's get into my best bets of the day all right ladies and gentlemen gamblers degenerates far and wide anybody in between whoever you might be listen on up four best bets coming at you today i got two not three two coming out of one game now unlike my partner I'm uh, questioning some starts here to the season okay. or to the second, second half of yep. the season i want to see if we're sticking to some trends if stuff's going to happen. Now, we dove deep into a bunch of stuff, and sure you are playing the trends that we highlighted, found, looked up, and I absolutely love it. Except for maybe the Dodgers. There's maybe a the Dodgers. very specific spot that I like. Very either specific way, yep. spot. Either way, absolutely love that. I, too, am sticking with the analysis and the trends, but mm-hmm. I'm liking a little bit of a slower start okay. into or out of the All-Star sure. break, rather. So I got a couple key plays. I got two total plays, and then I got a first five money line and a full game money line. Okay. I. So here we go. Without further ado, hesitation. The stage is now set. You know where I'm going. First, best bet of the day. Headed to the matchup between the Texas Rangers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Not taking a side. Going to the game total. I am taking under 10 runs. Now, you might look at me right away. You might want to turn off the pod, but I highly suggest you don't because this is one of the most valuable plays on today's board. This one, if you look at the pitcher matchup, you might see Jordan Lyles for the Rangers and think that uh, he's going to get bombed on all day long. Actually, he's been a little bit better than he started out this season, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second. But then also Robbie Ray. You might have seen some of the past struggles in uh, five or six of the last starts that he's had. 
but I like him to come out of the gates firing once again here in the second half of the season and return to the dominant form that he started this season for the Toronto rotation. Now, let me break those boys down a little bit more because they do loom very large for me and why I think this total is going to stay under, regardless of what anybody wants to tell you how good these bullpens have been. Yeah, they're not so well. They got both above 3.5 ERAs, but that's right in the middle of the pack of the MLB right now. Every bullpen is like that, and I think both of these starting pitchers keep this total low enough to get things kicked off that even if we get into the bullpen, they're not going to give up nowhere near enough runs to get this total over 10 or 9.5 wherever you're seeing it at your favorite book. Now for Lyles, I told you he started the season struggling, but I also told you that he's starting to kind of rebound and starting to find his own here. He had a 6.75 ERA in April, 5.06 ERA in May, 3.81 in June, and now has a 3.00 ERA in July. So has consistently improved month over month in the first half of the MLB season. He is 3-0 in his last three starts overall with an ERA of 2.37 over 19 innings pitched. He went six innings twice and seven innings once in those three starts. So he's been able to be dominant and the Rangers pitching coaches have had faith to allow him to continue to go deep into these games and I think they should continue to let him do that today because he has not faced this Toronto offense this season and he's only faced three guys on the lineup the starting lineup in his career Mm -hmm. those three guys are actually struggling a little bit right now those three guys are Springer Simeon and Grichik now they're not falling off the face of the earth, but they're also not mashing the ball like they typically would or what I think they typically would against Jordan Lyles here today. Last but not least, Lyles, Lyles, Jordan Lyles has gone at least six innings in six out of his last eight starts, and he's given up two earned runs or less in five of those uh, eight starts. So I love him to uh, continue those trends, but as for Robbie Ray, I love him to remain dominant as he has been all season long. few hiccups here or there, but I think he comes out of the gates firing, just like I told you a few minutes ago. He's gone six innings pitched or more in eight out of his last 10 starts overall, and he's allowed two earned runs or less in seven out of uh, or in seven out of those 10 starts. I apologize. The outliers were three, three, and four earned runs. So it's not like he's absolutely given up five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine runs. It's still a very minimal total. And I like him to give up no more than three earned runs here today. Versus Texas in his career, he has found some success. 28 at bats, 037 batting average allowed, 131 on base percentage, and a 168 OPS. That is not a typo. That is a 168 OPS. I believe that the Rangers will kind of go up to the mean a little bit, have a little bit of success. But like I said, I don't think it's going to be any more than three earned runs today. Some final key trends. Texas is 2-1-1 one, and one to the under in their last four games overall. Toronto is 5-2 and two to the under in their last seven games overall. Very surprising with how high-powered that offense is. Seven of the Rays, uh, or seven of Robbie Ray's last 10 starts uh, overall have gone to the under, and 11 of his 17 starts overall on the season have gone to the under. Six out of Jordan Lyle's nine road starts overall this season have gone to the under, and the under is 2 Two and one in the three meetings between these two teams this season, with the last five dating back to last season being three, one, and one to the under. Give me all of the under here. I think it's way too high, way, way too high for 10 runs here today coming out of the all-star break. 
It's rated on Odd Shark right now. Toronto, four runs to Texas, 1.2 runs. I think we see a little bit more of that, but even if we see seven, eight, even nine runs, this still comes way under the total. Might be a little bit of a sweat, but I don't think so. I think we'll come way under it. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. My first best bet of the day, Texas Rangers versus Toronto Blue Jays under. 10 runs. Yeah, I like this one with you as well. I, I think it's going to be less sweaty as well. I really like Robbie Bray, no question about it. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I think a lot of people would be concerned about Jordan Lyles. I'm right there with you. He's been solid and I think he's going to continue that. But uh, all in all, I really think Robbie Ray is going to show out tonight. Uh, but nonetheless, I love that under, what was it, 10 runs? Under 10 runs right. might be a nine and a half. I saw it ticking down in okay. some places uh, right before we started recording. So there yep. you go. First best bet of the day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Moving on in to my second best bet of the day. I'm going over to the matchup between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Atlanta Braves. And once again, I'm going to the game total and I am taking under eight and a half runs. Absolutely love this one as well because both offenses really haven't been lighting up the scoreboard in any capacity. The Braves are without some of their key offensive guys in Ozuna, Acuna, and Arnaud. I think it's going to be very critical for them going into the rest of the MLB season that they're not going to have a a lot of their key run producers and they're battling injuries going into this. However, their pitching staff, I believe, is going to be able to keep them in here in some games here. And Charlie Morton is going to have to be a key contributing factor to that. Now, that is the pitching matchup, Charlie Morton versus Michael Waka. And I believe that uh, Charlie Morton, like I said, looms large. I don't have enough faith in him to back him for a first five win or even a money line win, but I do have enough faith in him to keep this total low, low, low. Mm-hmm. He has uh, gone six innings pitched or more in four out of his last six starts. He's allowed zero earned runs in three of his last five starts, and he's coming off of a seven inning shutout performance and not to mention the under is 5-1-1 one, and one in his last seven starts overall. He has been a money man to the under. Well, you got another pitcher on the mound, Michael Waka. And if you look at his top line numbers, you look at some of his uh, further on in the season, further back in the season, rather, games, you think that he's not the guy to uh, keep this total under. But here recently, he's been a little bit better. He's been trending in the right direction. And I think we see a doggone good performance from from him here today uh, against the Braves. He's allowed one earned run or less in seven out of his last 10 starts. He's coming off of a one earned run outing over six innings pitched in his last one. And even though the Braves have had some good success against him in his career, I think we see a little bit of a regression to the mean. Some of those numbers are a little, little bit too inflated uh, for my liking to uh, have enough faith for them to put up a bunch of runs here today. Uh, Four out of his last five starts overall for Waka, that being have finished with eight runs or less. And the under is three, two and two in his last seven starts overall with those two pushes being at eight runs. So if we go to eight runs, That's under eight and a half, baby. That's a winner. If you don't like all of that with the pitching matchup, a couple final trends I wanted to let you guys know about. Take note of the under is 4-0 in the Rays' last four overall and 6-2 in their last eight games overall. The under is 5-0-1 in Morton's last six starts during game one of a series. The under is 4-0 in the last four games for Atlanta where they play at home and the total is set at 10 or higher. And this game is rated right now on Odd Shark Atlanta 2.8 to Tampa Bay 0.8. Obviously, you can't have 0.8 runs, so I like Tampa Bay to at least put up a run or two and uh, the Braves here to put up three or four. Hey, if they do that, that stays way under 8.5, no problem whatsoever.
whatsoever. So second best bet of the day, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to the Rays versus Braves under eight and a half runs. Yeah, I'll be right there with you on this one as well, my man. I was uh, struggling to pick a side, kind of like you were hinting at uh, as far as Braves or Rays, but I think he got the highest value in this game, no question about it. Charlie Morton has been too damn good, and uh, yeah, I'll just echo your statement again. Michael Waka, surface numbers, you know, might be a little concerning to you, but you know, the more you look into it, he's been a solid guy, so I'll be right there with you on this one as well. Well, thank you, my friend. There you go. There you have it. Second best bet of the day. Let's get into number three and four. Coming out of one game, the matchup between the Seattle Mariners and the Los Angeles Angels. My friends, if you haven't been here before, you're about to find out. I'm going back to the well, even more than the well of my San Francisco Giants boys, my second favorite team in the NL. I got to go to my first favorite team in the AL at the current present time, Mm -hmm. especially with this specific pitcher on the mound. I'm taking the Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half. And I'm also taking the Seattle Mariners full game money line. Let me tell you why. Now, uh, mention a little bit of pitching action. Sure. Uh, we got Chris Flexen on the mound for the Seattle Mariners and Andrew Heaney on the mound, the lefty for the Angels. Now, if you haven't heard the name Flexen, I don't know if you've been sleeping under a rock or what the hell you've been doing, but I'm about to school you up here a little bit. He has been the most dominant pitcher on this Mariners pitching rotation. He has been so doggone good. As a matter of fact, he is the number one pitcher in the MLB when it comes to money wins. He is 12-4 and four on the season, up $944 if you bet a $100 bet on him throughout the entire season so far. I love him to continue that trend, and I think he ends the season as the number one money pitcher, and that trend stays firm. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe me on all of that, he's given one earned run or less up in five out of his last eight starts. His road numbers haven't been great, but they're inflated because of one bad outing in San Diego on May the 21st. That was quite a few moons ago, so I think those start to even out here into the second half of the season. He's gone six innings pitched or more in seven out of his last eight starts, and not to mention, he has a 0.69 ERA in the month of July so far. That should absolutely continue to stay right there. I don't like it to go above one. I think he keeps this consistent at least through uh, the first First half here and last but certainly not least he's faced Los Angeles so far this year he's gone 11 innings against them and he owns a 2.45 ERA 31 at bats 148 batting average 197 OBP and a 420 OPS so I love flexing to continue dominating this Angels offense who I think is going to be trying to kill the ball way too much coming out of the all-star break trying to get some much needed wins on the board with what has been kind of a lackluster season with some of these injuries that they've had to deal with. Now for Andrew Heaney, for the Angels, on the bump, I told you he's a lefty. He hasn't been great at any spot at all. His top line numbers are terrible, and there's a reason for it, because he hasn't been very good at all. He's had eight home starts so far this season. He's got a 3-2 record, 5.40 ERA, and a 265 opponent batting average allowed. He has uh, actually stayed above 5.00 ERA all season long, month over month and he's got a 5.06 ERA right now in the month of July. I like that to continue to tick up because all of his ERAs also have been closer to over 5.50. So 
I don't uh, have any type of faith to back him here in the first five. Uh, I like the Mariners to have the outright victory, but you always know me. I like to have a little additional backing on the run line plus a half. Not to mention, Heaney has a 10.80 ERA in 3.1 innings pitched against three and a third innings pitched against these Mariners so far this season. He has not done well at all against them in his career. 82 at bats, 240 batting average, 335 OBP and an 845 OPS. And not to mention, the Angels have lost three out of his last four starts overall. So that kind of takes care of it, why I absolutely love the first five, but why I also love the money line and why I think you should hammer it in as well. First things first, it's a nice plus money, Paulie, right around plus 130 at the current moment, but Seattle has won five out of the last seven flex and starts. Seattle is six and four in the last 10 meetings between these two teams. All of them have been in 2021, and they are uh, with these two pitchers on the mound. Flexen won twice already, 2-0 and 7-4, and this exact pitching matchup happened. Flexen lost 7-4. Heaney lost. Or Heaney. Heaney lost. I apologize. Thank you for keeping me honest, my friend. Heaney lost 7-4. Seattle. Three and one straight up in their last four overall. Four and zero oh straight up in their last four Friday games. Twelve and two in their last fourteen versus a left-handed pitcher. Five and two straight up in their last seven on the road. And Seattle is seventeen and eight straight up in their last twenty-five games overall. The Los Angeles Angels. 13-31 and 31 straight up in their last 44 Friday games. You know I'm a homer for the day of the week trends, and I had to go far back to see if they really were that bad. And the Angels, 1-6 straight up in their last seven games versus the AL West. Give me all of the Mariners' money line here today. I love when road dogs are right around that plus 120 mark. I think that the Mariners have plenty of value with flexing on the mound as well as their bats heating up just a little bit here and hitting pretty well against lefties in their last 10 games overall. So one more time out of this one, my two best bets coming. Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half and the Seattle Mariners full game money line. I'll be right there with you on both of these, my man. I mean, that that line really tells me that uh, I don't know if it's disrespect from the books or that the public clearly has not caught on to the flexing in the Mariners money train right. uh, because that's exactly what he has been, a money train. And as you mentioned, yes, it, he has been uh, you know out of this world at home, and I think we start to see that. I mean, like you said, some uh, early bad starts on the road. He's been better lately. Uh, but I think we start to see that dominance bleed into the road starts, and I think it starts today. And then you're getting that extra insurance with Heaney on the mound today so i'll be right there with you i love these two heck yeah my friend this uh this was honestly the first one that i saw i honestly didn't dive uh, too deep into the giants as they're my usual go back to the well i saw right. flex and <clears> i <throat> saw the line at the plus 130 i saw what the plus a half was on the first five i said yeah yep. these these two are my best bets so ladies and gentlemen there you go my four best bets of the day right behind our three best bets of the day if you missed any of them i apologize i'm sorry We ain't talking about him anymore. You're going to have to wait just a little while before we get through the second segment of the day and we flash up the best bets of the day on the screen. Right now, time to get into the second segment of today's show. Once again, episode number 82, July 16th, 2021. Now, you really don't have to check your calendar. Set it three times. Here we go. Going to probably say it 10 by the end of the show. Time to get into today's special play of the day. Now, get your time traveling jackets on if you will uh we are going back to thursday right fast and bringing it to the future just like that everything happened it is now 
Thursday. Right. But we are in the present moment. We're not going back. We're dragging Thursday. We drag Thursday Tuesday. here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so we're here. All right. It happened. I know you probably felt a little shift. Your equilibrium might be a little off, but it's okay. It's all right. Everything's going to be fine in just a minute. All right. So here we go. Without further ado, today's special play. Triple play Thursday parlay has been brought into triple play Friday parlay. We we dragged it. You you can see we literally dragged it over from Thursday. Mm-hmm. Once again, your balance will start to even out here soon. Hold on, relax, and then just about the time we push it off the screen, you'll be just fine. Everything will be good. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. We got three legs coming at you here today. Told you the grand total odds on the Triple Play Friday parlay are plus 683. Juicy. So, partner, if you could be so kind as to kick things off here, whatever leg you like, as always, I'll piggyback behind you, pick up whatever you didn't say. We'll dish this bad boy out, and then we'll get into some best bets of the day. All righty. First line, first leg of this one going to be coming out of first, uh, I believe it's the first game of the slate. It is going to be 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, but we've got the Twins money line in game one of their doubleheader versus the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Now, we have liked the Tigers a lot in many different spots this year, or at least the last month or so. However, the exception lies with Mr. Jose Urena. He mm-hmm. is a fade yep. city, as my partner would say. Four earned runs or more in last five starts. And as my man in here would say, it's a little bit more on the or more side of things. So we got no faith in Jose Urena today. Now, I know I you know I kicked this one off. However, I know you have a little bit more on the other guy on the mound. Charlie Barnes is going to make be making his first start uh, in the MLB today. Um Can you lay down a little bit on him at all? Yeah, I absolutely can. Um, He came into the MLB or the minor league system, rather, uh, back in 2017. Mm -hmm. 2017, 2018, dominant as all hell. Sub-3 ERA was all over the board. Then we had a little bit of a hiccup in uh, 2019, uh, above 4 ERA. A little bit of a rough outing. Uh, He was down in the minors. Then they kicked him up to triple-A ball. Hey, man, we want to see what the hell you can do. We want to bring you up to the MLB. Brought that down to a 3.6, a little bit above a 3.5 ERA, uh, which is where we find him now. He's uh, got 326 strikeouts uh, with 136 walks allowed. He's got uh, right around a 220 batting, opponent batting average allowed. You know, you know me, if you've listened before, man, I beat the drum on guys getting their first official MLB start, and you're going to give me this guy in a game one of a doubleheader where we only got to go seven innings, and mm-hmm. from what I have been able to tell so far with my brief research, I think he's going at least five or six here. He might right. he might close this bad boy out, and I think we see a great showing. Yeah, not to mention, I just have all the faith in the world that the Twins are going to beat the hell out of Jose Urena once yep. again. We kind of yep. meet in the middle on this one. Yep. I've been fading him. I know you have also, but I mean, obviously, you like your uh, guys in their first start, so. Hell yeah. Love this one today. First leg is going to be the Twins money line in game one. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Game two. Quite a valuable play. Now, we look at each other sometimes and we say, hey, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, there is boatloads of money flying in on this side right. without a very high bet percentage. Mm-hmm. So they've attracted sharp bettors, but everything Big doesn't ballas. make sense. It, it doesn't seem right with some of the pitching matchup mm-hmm. with what's going on. So we got one of those, and some of those it just, you can't really all too much explain it sometimes in right. the MLB, but it makes really good sense in some certain situations so today for the second leg of the triple play friday parlay we are taking the washington nationals 
money line. It's right around plus 120. Uh, Might have dropped down even more. It's been consistently dropping sure. all morning. And uh, Sharp Money has been flying in on it all day. Mm-hmm. I think it's an extremely valuable play because Washington has had really good success against Chris Paddock in San Diego. Yep, yep. And one of those guys who has not faced Chris Paddock, Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. So you ain't got to worry about that. You can take him completely out of there, and the numbers are really, really good for mm-hmm. the Nationals. Mm-hmm. So I think that they continue to have success against him here today. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. Hell, you know, Juan Soto coming off of the All-Star game, he looked really, really, really good. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to have an all-star second half of the season and i think he's a big contributing factor we might even see washington go up 4-0-3-0 early here right. and then it's a nice little sweat towards the end where they get a one-run victory somehow but man i love the the nationals money line here today yeah same with you the only thing that i can add is eric fetty you might look at his surface numbers and be a little concerned he's turning upwards at least at home last two home starts a big old goose egg for fetty uh, okay. in his last two home starts so not to say that he's going to shut out the Padres again today, but uh, you know he's been at least a little bit more consistent at home than Chris Paddock has been overall. He's been a little bit inconsistent, uh, but as you said, against these Nats, I love the Nats to beat him up again today. Yeah, man. I uh, I hadn't really focused on that because I was pretty doggone scared to say anything about yeah. how bad his top-line numbers have been, but he's been pretty doggone good in Washington, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. Second leg on the Triple Play Friday parlay, Washington Nationals money line. Third and final leg, my partner picked this one out. He said, hey, man, I don't know. What are we thinking? Where are we feeling? Where are we going? I say, you know what? I got enough faith in it to back it. This doesn't seem like a setup line to me. It's been a little weird. It's been a little odd. But I think these are two teams that are going to go in opposite directions uh, come the second half of the season here. Right. I feel like I've been saying that a lot, but that is playing into a lot of our bets. You got to think mm-hmm. about where these teams are going for the second half here. It's a whole new season. We sure. got uh, 80 plus more games to play here, ladies and gentlemen. So for the third leg of the Triple Play Friday Parlay, we are taking the Oakland Athletics minus one and a half. Now, we did tell you on Monday, one thing you shouldn't do when there's big, long lines, minus 200, minus 180, right around in that ballpark, that you shouldn't run to the minus one and a half. However, there are a few of those on today's board, but this one has some doggone value. Now, my partner's got a few things that I know we'd like to lay down on it. I believe that the Indians are going to start kind of tailing off here and fading mm-hmm. down. And they already the had been a little yeah. bit, too. And and I think that's going to loom pretty large. I think we might have a bit of a tight game through the first four or five or maybe six. And then Oakland will bust it wide open. Bassett didn't look the best in the All-Star game. So I'm not sure what we get from him. I mean, his top-line numbers are solid, but yeah. it, it's, it's a little hit or miss with him. However, pitching at home, I got some faith in him, too at least give us uh two runs back in here once we get up i like him to uh totally limit the the indians and then that oakland a's bullpen is is dominant as well so partner anything else you got on that one uh yeah i mean the biggest thing here uh at least for maybe not the biggest thing but a big thing for me here is that eli morgan if all five of his starts this season at least three runs or more allowed for him uh yeah as you mentioned bassett hasn't been lights out but he's been at least pretty consistently giving up you know actually very consistently two earned runs i think he's got a blip here uh pretty recently where it was more than that but two earned runs is pretty standard for him you know maybe not a guy that you put money on first fives but as far as the full game i do like it 
And the Indians are another team that I mentioned. Some of these teams in the Midwest, when they have to travel out west, have some struggles historically, especially recently. Uh, in this matchup overall, Indians are 1-7 last eight meetings. And in Oakland, 20-43 and of their last 63 in Oakland. I mentioned it with my White Sox. For whatever reason, when they travel out west, Oakland being one of them, weird struggles weird things happen sometimes it's fatigue jet lag sometimes it's just goofy ass weird you know baseball things and it's like what the hell it's just baseball baby but uh it's 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 an uh unignorable trend here and i uh you know i think we're gonna have another one today and i think i think the a's put up a boatload of runs on Eli morgan honestly yep gonna be no problem at all getting that minus one and a half covered i do believe so there you go ladies and gentlemen the triple play brought in from thursday Mm -hmm. now friday parlay send it back into thursday whoa hey i told you guys you'd be feeling better equilibrium all straight everything good yeah see we we just dragged it in i'm all good to go man (laughs) hey maybe you might want to take one of those pills get all that good to go then we've we've gone back to future a few times it's it's been pretty sweet it's been pretty sweet Mm -hmm. and we're glad we had the opportunity to do that for you guys here today so without further ado now that we're back in friday we're here in the present thank you once again for joining us on july 16th 2021 four times now today how about we uh Get those best bets of the day up on the screen. So get out those sports books, whatever one is your favorite, and get ready to smash in today's best bets of the day coming from the TTL crew. Now live on your screen for the first time ever. Partner, why am I so confused? Where are we coming from here? That is going to be Atlanta. Truest Park, I believe. Truest Park. And we got Delta up there. Hey, man. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't make the sponsorships. <laughs> hey, I don't make the sponsorships either. I don't know if that's we're not, very up-to-date or not, but I did. I googled Truist Park and threw up that image. So. Hey, either way, we're not worried about where we're broadcasting live from. We're worried about the stuff that's up on the screen, the best bets of the day, the stuff you need to hammer in. So one more time here, ladies and gentlemen, up on the left half of your screen. If you are not watching but you're listening, I'm about to tell you our Mags picks of the day. He is taking the Giants' first five money line, the Los Angeles Dodgers' minus one and a half for the full game, and the Chicago Cubs' first five money line. Over to the right side of that, the right portion of your screen, you got my best bets of the day. I am taking two totals, Texas versus Toronto under 10, and the Tampa Bay Rays versus Atlanta Braves under 8.5. Then I got two plays coming out of the Seattle Mariners versus Los Angeles Angels matchup. I am taking the Mariners first five run line plus a half and the Mariners full game money line. Below all of that, turn your attention to the triple play Friday parlay. We are now back in the present. The three legs on the bad boy parlayed up for plus 683 odds or somewhere about there. Twins game one money line. The one with Uranus and Charlie uh, I'm sorry. On I the was, mound. Either way, no that. problem. The one where <laughs> Urena, the one is Urena is getting the start. Game one money line, Nationals money line, and Oakland Athletics minus one and a half. You never know what you're going to get here at the TTL pod. No big deal. No problem whatsoever. Do you have his last name though, however? Charlie Barnes. Is Charlie that Barnes. Yes, that okay. is exactly. I knew it started with a B, but I didn't want to disrespect the young man in his first official start. So there you go. The triple play Friday parlay. And today's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, best bets of the day. Lock them in, hammer home, sprinkle a little bit of cheddar cheese down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day in it, whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Now, if you are watching live, 
You might see some additional wording here uh, right next to us, right next to my partner's head in, in yonder direction. That is the money line dice. It is time for today's money line dice roll of the day, wrapping up the first half of the show. We told you. Game one versus the Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's get into it. Today's Moneyline Dice Rolls of the day. All right. Well, our honorable guests have uh, graced us with their presence. As I get uh, everything set up here for the viewing pleasure of those joining us here today, could you please, partner, they know who uh, the pitchers are, but if you sure could do. remind them, but... They don't know where we're playing at. They have no clue who the favorites or dogs are, nor do I. Haven't really looked too deep into this one because it was quite confusing with the pitching matchup. So if you could be so kind to uh, lay the scene down here, I'll get everything all set up, and I'll see you and you in just a few brief minutes. Alrighty. So as my partner mentioned, we've got Miami at Philadelphia. We are in Citizens Bank Park this afternoon, 305 uh, PM Central Standard Time start. Sandy Alcantara, excuse me, Sandy Alcantara, Tara versus Matt Moore for the Phillies. And the Phillies are actually coming in as the underdog in this game, despite the way they finished the uh, first half of the season. Plus 106 for the Phillies, with the Marlins getting minus 124 on the money line. Run line, minus 1.5 for the Marlins at plus 155. And the Phillies, plus 1.5 is at minus 173. Over-under for this game, this is a 7-inning game, so the over-under is a 7-run uh, total over-under. And the bets and money slips here, 55% of the bets and money come in on the Phillies. However, the sharp indicator is on the Miami Marlins, meaning the guys who know what the hell they're doing are back in the Miami Marlins. Total, a uh, little bit of a big old different story. The bet slip percentage, 50-50 over under. However, 95% of the money is on the under seven runs. So some massive money coming in on the under there uh, for this game, under seven. And as I mentioned, Sandy Alcantara versus Matt Moore. And these guys, Sandy Alcantara has been very, very good this season. However, as my partner and I have noticed, uh, yeah, and many of you have probably noticed, despite how good some of these Marlins pitchers are, their offense can leave a lot to be desired. Uh, Matt Moore, however, has been pretty good lately, actually. Has, doesn't go deep into the game. Started the season, uh, it looks like he was in the bullpen, uh, and then he's been making some starts here lately. He's got six starts on the season, so this will be number seven for him, 13th appearance. Has not allowed more than two earned runs uh, the last few months. He had a rough April, 9.82 ERA, and then quickly turned that around 3.68 in May. If I misspoke there, uh, 9.82 in April, I apologize. Uh, and then lately, he's been pretty solid. Has not gone over two earned runs allowed. The Phillies have won each of his last three starts. And now Alcantara. Like I said, he's been pretty solid. 3.09 ERA has been getting hit up a little bit lately. He's allowed at least three earned runs in two of his last three starts. Uh, last one was against the Dodgers, however, uh, and then he had a nice little start in early July versus the Braves. Six innings, five hits, one earned run. Actually, no earned runs. That's a one unearned run. So he was pretty solid there, and then had a bit of a setback versus the Dodgers. So we're a little confused on this one. I was leaning towards the Marlins, but uh, as I mentioned. The Marlins offense can leave a lot to be desired, and this Phillies offense has actually been uh, turning things around there at the end of the first half. It took two out of three from both the Red Sox and my partner's Cubbies here. 
Uh, actually, three out of four. I apologize from his Cubs. So, you know, after a nice little, uh, or kind of a whole hum little stretch there, they're starting to turn things around. A lot of people think they can make a push for the division, and uh, it's going to have to start this weekend against the Miami Marlins and kind of bury them at the bottom of the division. Because uh, despite being thirty nine and fifty, they are not. Uh, I'm not saying they have a chance necessarily, but they are not. They're not too many games out of the uh, AL East lead here. Only nine games for a team that's 11 games under 500. That ain't terrible. Probably going to be some sellers here. But for today, we leave it to the dice. Not up to us. Not up to us. It's up to them. So now for the first time live on this, now for the fifth time, July 16th, 2021. Partner, um... Whenever you're ready, pal. I am ready. All right. Let's <laughs> rock and roll. The Moneyline Dice are now live on your screen. You see them, and let's get into today's roll. First roll of the day, as always, home or away, are we going with the home team, Philadelphia Phillies, or are we going with the away team, Miami Marlins? Let's find out in three and two and one. Home team, Phillies. Home team, Phillies okay. for the Dice First unofficial selection of the day. Will we be taking the Phillies on the money line or on the run line? We all find out <laughs> in three, in two, in one. Oh, boy. Money line. Money line. A little plus it money is. action on the Phillies. Money line at home. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So for the first unofficial bet for the money line dice, we are taking the Phillies money line. But... You know the deal, wild card roll. Are we going to be giving the dice some extra face time today and re-rolling everything? Are they going to be doubled down, doubling down for maybe the fifth or sixth Friday in a row? Oh, or are they uh, just going to skip all that nonsense and go right for the total? Once again, we all find out in three, in two, in one. What does it say? I can't see it. Is that home money line? That is a double and down. It is a home on money the line. home puppies. Twenty three and sixteen at home this year. The Phillies seventeen and twenty nine. The Marlins are on the road. Get me away from that pitcher matchup. It don't matter today. What a showing from the dice. <laughs> don't bump your head down there. The have spoken if you want a guaranteed take a ticket to the window here tonight no questions asked no qualms no thoughts none of the nonsense hammered in right now you see it on your screen doubled down by the money line dice Philadelphia 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 Phillies. money line Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank I you, like Dice. it. I like it. I like the play. I like another plus money poly dad sure. card here today. So once again, uh, if you didn't catch it, you didn't hear it, uh, you heard me tongue-tied, not sure, and you're not watching it live, hammer in per the money line dice. Philadelphia Phillies money line. Look at those dice. Look at, Look at them dice. glistening in the TTL production studios. You can see they are translucent, and once you get them close, they become just some solid black dye. Well, now that they are a, a little bit closer uh, with all the light, they do look a lot more translucent. But when there's not as much light, they just look like they almost look just completely dark, just like that. Sure. It's pretty doggone sweet. So, uh, I was gonna say, if it wasn't uh, going to show off the entire studio, I could uh, flash it up like that. But yeah, but hey, either way. Either way, if you 
want to start uh, rolling with the crew, or not even with the crew, just with the Moneyline Dice and yourself, you enjoy the plays that they have been dishing out on the TTL pod and you've yet to secure your own set. May I remind you, they are 34, 33, and 1 on mm-hmm. the TTL pod. Better than 50% and actually plus a lot of units with some of the recent plus money polys that yeah. they have been cashing. So I suggest you get your own set. If you've just been sitting here watching, watching us cash tickets with the Moneyline Dice and you have not secured a set of these bad boys yet, do it right now. And we make it super easy for you to do. You don't have to scroll through the internet. You don't have to use the old Google machine or the Bing device. Whatever the hell you use or these kids are doing nowadays. Maybe you saw it on TikTok somewhere. However, we make it super easy for you. Just go to this episode's description. The second link you're going to see down all the way at the bottom is the MoneylineDice.com website. You can go on there, select anything you want from their online store. Nothing is off limits. They have the dice. They have a tracking book. And they have a loaded loads and loads of stuff in between uh suggest you head on over there pick out what you want once again nothing off limits you get it in your cart and when you go to check out we give you an offer code give you a little bit of something in return i mean come on here now you enter code ttl10 at checkout you're gonna get 10 percent off your first order at moneylinedice.com no not only that it's gonna let moneyline dice know that uh we sent you on over yonder and that uh you're here to support the ttl sports media crew and help us get bigger and better for each and every one of you so hey head on over to moneylinedice.com enter code ttl10 at checkout all of that information is down in this episode's description so head on over there get all that action, and start rolling right alongside the crew in the all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful Moneyline Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. What a showing. What a showing here today. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate your help. Thank you, Dice. Let's get these. Oh, yeah, and comes with a handy-dandy carrying case. Yeah, I like that, man. I mean, Sandy Alcantara can still be pretty damn solid, and that could still be a winner for us. I don't know if you heard, but the big, big, big money coming in on the under. 98% of the action coming in on the under. Wowza. 50-50 bet slips over under, but 98% of the money. Wowza. Under. Wowza, Wowza. So, All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we are. Let's uh, uh, producer Colt real quick uh, wrap a few things up. Make sure everything is good to go for the remainder of today's show. All right. Looks good. Feeling better. All right, that does it for today's Money Line Dice Roll of the Day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, it is that time. That is all of our best bets of the day. The special play, the triple play Friday parlay. The Money Line Dice have told you to hammer in the Philadelphia Phillies Money Line. And we've given you every bit of analysis, trend, and insight we can in relation to all of those. We got nothing else. So, if you are one of the kind, degenerate gambling pals of ours that just stops by for the best bets and all of the aforementioned stuff, and you're about to head out of here to get your weekend started, first things first, hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday and a killer start to the weekend. You know we are here to cash some doggone tickets. Cannot wait for this action to kick off here today. I'm so happy it's a little bit of an early slate. Makes uh, this wait a little bit more bearable. Yeah, would not have put it past them to do an entirely loaded evening slate. It would not have put it past them. Not at all. Not at all. Being the MLB. However, 
I hope you don't skip on out because uh, we got some UFC and some action, uh, plenty of stuff to talk about here and some bets to dish out uh, very shortly in the second half of the day show in the rants and reactions. But if you are headed out of here, you got stuff to do, you'll come back and watch later, whatever the case might be. Peace and love. Thank you guys so much for your support, your following and helping us bankrupt these sports books one play at a time. We will see you guys back on around the corner of this thing they call a weekend on Monday, the day to start the week. We're bringing the vibes. We're bringing the heat for episode number 83 of the Talking the Line podcast. We'll see you then. But for the rest of you, sticking around for the second half of today's show, it's time. It is time. It's time it's time for today's rants and reactions we are live from the ttl production studios in chicago for ufc fight night 27 makachev versus moises introducing first Fighting out of the blue corner, this man is a street fighter. He will use any part of his body to get the sought-after victory. Coming in at a perfect six feet tall and weighing just what he should for his division, the rumbling, the tumbling, baddest degenerate gambler on the planet, Riley. Armags Magnuson. Welcome in, sir. Welcome in. Uh, our uh, TTL mascot was wondering what in the hell I was doing there. She protected me right oh, now. Oh, hello, dude. girl. How you doing down there? She sure was. She had no idea what was happening. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to get into the rants and reactions. The first half. Come here, girl. You want to say hi? And kicking off the British Open update. <laughs> She don't want to say hi. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> kicking things off with the first. Let me get my seat scooted in. I got the money line dice. Got me all goofed up here. All right. It's time to get into this weekend's UFC fight night card, Makachev versus Moises. We have an absolute heater of a fight night to get into here, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. So as always, let's kick things off. Let's keep this show just steaming on down the tracks. We got about uh, half hour, 45 minutes or so. We'll probably go here for the ransom reaction. So there's the first hour dead and gone right out the window. Let's keep it moving. Uh, you got ESPN pulls up. Sure do. Looks like I do loves that. Let me uh, pull up the old FanDuel Sportsbook free plug. It's my favorite book out there. And let's get into this doggone card. All right, prelims, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, I'll actually also pull up the old. So first ESPN question night. is: Go ahead. in the room. There's a handful of Brazilians on this card. It's Are we sticking card. true to your uh, to your uh, what's the word rules? So you want to know what's the most fucked up part? What's that? Is you know my two hashtags. Mm -hmm. Hashtag don't don't fade or don't bet against Brazilians. Right. And hashtag don't fade Russians. Right. The problem here is that uh, the main event just happens to be between a Russian and a Brazilian man. Okay. So I have no fucking idea yet where I'm going. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to discuss things. Not quite sure what alley I am heading in. But yes, this is a Brazilian heavy card. And uh, when they do that... 
the Brazilians take over. So uh, probably going to have some Brazilian plays for you here today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Kicking off the card, you have Alan Baudot and Rodrigo Nascimento. Not too sure about those two guys. I'm not even sure either one of them have had a UFC fight so far. Uh, Yes, Baudo did, but he lost in KO in the round one to Aspinall. Aspinall is a uh, dominant, dominant force uh, in the heavyweight division. And then Massimento... He's had a couple. Has had a couple, but... uh, Just lost to Chris Dawkins. just lost to Dawkins. Okay, so that's who that would have been. Well, um, not too interested in betting uh, first fight of the night. Minus 360 favorite for Nascimento, so not much value there. Yeah, not much value at all, and that would be my pick. Um, I mean, obviously not just him being a Brazilian. Uh, Either way, he he showed a very, very dominant performance. Minus 360 spot's kind of been a pretty... uh, You know, that favorite's probably taking it right. Yeah, I, I would say so. That's that's long enough to where it's not going to be a problem. Now, it might be uh, something along the lines of like what we saw with Sugar Sean, where it might go all the oh, way sure, to the sure, third. Sure. Who knows? Not, but, not a no-doubter, Yeah, but kind of a no-doubter. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Next one. Now, it looks exactly like him, so I imagine this is uh, Mr. <laughs> Figueredo's brother. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, Francisco Figueredo. That is DeVason's Figueredo's brother. All righty. Uh, older brother, I do believe, actually. Uh, um, Francisco is 31. Young, younger brother, maybe. I, I, either way, I'm not too sure. Uh, he's a bad little dude in and of his own own right however he's no Davison. Davison. um this is the younger brother yeah this is the younger brother and you know is he worth a minus 310 favorite i don't think so so that was my question is this uh this line because he's that bad of a dude or people are gonna see that name and say oh davison's brother just like you did the last time you bet davison's brother did I do this before? Uh-huh. Okay. I just don't think you... Because you didn't <laughs> Cause remember it was, enough Because well, it was buried down a fight night like this. Yeah, so you're it was not just, wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think... Good example, I don't even honestly. think it was at the point where I had like told you guys, hey, I'm going to start breaking down the UFC. I'll he break down every... Fight. Yeah. I'll break down every <laughs> fight night, every fight card. But sure. it, was a, it was a little... Uh, it was a little back and forth. I don't remember. You named this decision, yeah, but yeah. I don't remember. I think it was a little back and forth. It wasn't as but dominant as what now. we expected. I am starting to remember this. Yeah, you remember that. So um, he's fighting um, Malcolm Gordon. Malcolm Gordon. And, you know, I'm not really too sure about Malcolm Gordon either. He's had a few UFC fights. I know of that. Um, he's he's had two, and he's lost them both. Yeah, and it hasn't been good. Submission. Um, and then but the problem is, is that he fought against Amir Al-Bazi and Sue Motajiri, who are two of the baddest fucking dudes yep. on the planet right now um at the these guys are both 125 which is the craziest part right. too so these are little 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 guys right. i typically don't tend to bet on these guys because it's a lot of back and forth bangs right. that typically end in unanimous decision sure. unless one's got a side especially with figueredo having that long of a line i'm probably staying away from this one to start the Makes night sense. um maybe a little sprinkle on malcolm gordon but that's a sharp lean at sure. best sure sure uh, moving right along, you got Miles Johns versus Anderson Dos Santos on the preliminary card, third fight of the night. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Miles Johns. I cannot lie. This might be um, my one. If I were to, I might play this one. I'm not too sure. The line's pretty doggone close. Uh, 175 plus 150. Johns is at minus 175. Little bit of a risky line for him there. Um, obviously, you'd, you'd see the value on a guy who's 11 and 1, and he's been dominant ever since he came to the UFC. But man, when there's so many Brazilians on a card, I know it sounds crazy, but they just they have this energy about them and they have this way that they come all into the case and that they're yeah. to take over, not to take part. Right. So 
Uh, I mean, I like Miles Johns in that case, but it might have to be a stay away from yeah. me uh, in, in that sense. That's what but, it sounds like But to if me. you want to go anywhere, I would go Miles Johns. I'd go Miles Johns if you want some serious value. I'd say a second round uh, TKO okay. would be a little bit of value there, but I'm honestly not running to the window with that ticket at okay. any point in time. Okay. So just a little bit of a look. Um, the next one up, you got uh, Khalid Taha and Sergey Morozov. These two guys in the Bantamweight division are, I mean, in the stacked Bantamweight division. The Bantamweight right. is still, I mean, for crying out loud, we just saw Sugar Sean fight a no-name guy, Chris Moutinho. Mm-hmm. Or it's actually uh, Moutinho. Uh, shout out to Chris Moutinho. Uh, Moutinho, baddest motherfucker around. Um, like, no joke, dude. I watched an interview with him with Pat McAfleet, and... Uh, Damn. Hey, Chris on there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Bad bad little dude. He's from uh, Milford, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I do believe it is. And uh, just talk shit. It's what he does. And, you know, th- I want to see him back in the cage. Yeah. Because I, I, I think if you don't fight somebody who's as high level right. as Sugar Sean, you are going to see something serious from him. Because he was taking just fire shots to the dome and just moving and then forward. would move forward after that not only would move forward it would go and go you fucking bitch sean and he just go right back after him he talked shit to him every time you could see him talking shit i want to see chris Moutinho back in the cage asap but nonetheless mm-hmm. we're not talking about him there's a <laughs> rabbit hole uh into the bantamweight division these two guys not really gonna be a play for me out of this one um, this one should be a really, really, really good fight to watch. I will tell you yeah. guys that one. Uh, I think that it's just too doggone close. The line's just about perfect. Minus 155 Taha, plus 130 Murazov. I could see this one going to a decision. So, uh, and if I see it going outright to a decision, I typically like to stay away. So yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot of value on that one. Uh, Morozov, second UFC fight. His last one was against Umar Nurmagomedov. That's uh, brother of Khabib. Brother of Khabib. Uh, Nurmagomedov submitted him in the second round. That's another thing, too. Uh, quick little tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, Makachev is part of the Khabib tree. So okay. that's what that's what kind of scares me. But Tiago Moises is a formidable foe. So, I hey, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> however, all the way ahead. However, uh, Danny Rodriguez, Preston Parsons. Oh, boy. This is another one. Man, this is going to be a good, good card. Uh, welterweight division. These two guys obviously are not uh, even even within the top 15 guys right now. Um, do I think Danny Rodriguez is worth a minus 280 favorite? No, I do not. And I think this is another spot that I think you could sprinkle a little bit on the dog here. Preston Parsons coming in at plus 230. I mean, it's worth a little bit of a sprinkle, if nonetheless. I think this is going to be a scrap, which could ultimately... F- in, in a decision falling Parsons away. So he has not had uh, any UFC fights, I do believe. You are correct. He is not. So you guys know me, uh, why I wanted to mention it. I love guys making their UFC debut, especially when they've been coming off dominant, dominant, dominant performances in their last few fights. He's coming off of four straight wins, three four straight submissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think he gets this down, and one of Rodriguez's key traits, he actually likes to take fights to the canvas. Oh, really? And I, if I think if he takes it to the canvas, I think this is going to be all but a wrap for him. So 
Hey, the doggy Parsons here might be worth a look and a half the more I start talking about it. I'm thinking so too. He's 26 years old compared to Rodriguez is 34. One thing I've noticed in these, uh, you know, fight night cards when you have a split like that and when some uh, guys that aren't, you know, household names, that 26-year-old right. oftentimes comes out on top despite being, uh, you know, a dog in this type of spot. Right. Well, uh, that looks like it does it for the prelims. Correct. So I, I would uh, I would definitely land in there. Oh, I uh, skipped Amanda Limos versus Mont. Montserrat Conejo. Uh, no clue either side to tell you guys the truth. This is uh, women's flyweight, I do believe. 115. Is that what the straw weight? 115. Um, yeah, Conejo. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and tell you guys. I'm not even going to try and tell you guys. I got no effing clue. Right. That Lemos looks a little familiar. Like I've seen her fight before. Minus 550. But. She cut her hair, so she looks different. Yeah, I mean, if you I'm don't know. confused. Yeah. I don't know on that one. Either way, there you go. There you have it. I won't break that one down. Um, she was on uh, UFC 259, Blakowix versus Adesanya. Okay. Maybe that's where I recognize her from. Hmm. Either way, uh, let's move on in into the main card. Now, I'll uh, break down each fight and give you my best bet out of the fight, and then we'll give you the main card parlay to wrap everything up here for the UFC. Mm -hmm. So, uh, first things first, you have... Kicking off the main card, son of a gun. Gabriel Benitez versus Billy Q. Billy Quarantillo, Quarantillo, however you like to say it. Uh, Quarantillo is actually coming in as the plus 136 dog, and I think that's a hell of a price to get him at. Um, Gabriel Benitez has been doggone dominant in his own right, and this, um, this line has been pretty doggone tricky. If it gets to the plus 115, plus 120... I would suggest seriously, seriously hammering him in. I am leaning Quarantillo, Quarantillo just because of how doggone good he's been, and his ground game is otherworldly. Now, at the same time, Gabriel Benitez has hands of stone, and he has been doggone good. Um, I think this is honestly great matchmaking. I mean, Benitez has won three out of his last five, with Quarantillo winning four out of his last five. Mm -hmm. Quarantillo had that uh, unanimous decision loss against Gabe Tucker, which or Gavin Tucker, which, you know, Gavin Tucker's a dog in and of himself. I think that Tucker is actually a little bit better of an opponent than Benitez, so I'm leaning to the dog side here. I like it. I like Billy Quarantillo. I don't think this is a fan kind of a fight. I think this is or a fan kind of play. Right. I think that this is this is priced just right. And I think Gabriel Benitez is just a little bit too high for my liking. That's that's almost implied odds of around sixty percent. And you know, I just I'm not buying that. I'm mm -hmm. not buying that on Benitez. So. I would say the best bet here would be Billy Q um, money line, which will probably put it on the main card parlay. I haven't made an official decision, but if you like Billy Q by points, you get it at plus two ninety. So okay. definitely, or uh, plus one sixty. I apologize. Mm. Um, no, yeah, it is plus two ninety. Gabriel Benitez is on points plus okay. one sixty. So you get it plus two ninety. I really just think that this is very inaccurately weighted. I think Gabriel Benitez is just getting too much favor yeah. here. And uh, Quarantillo has never lost back to back fights in his career. Yep. So, I think I got to go Billy Q. I'm with you. So, moving right along into the uh, next one up on the evening, you have Jeremy. L no, 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 you do not. Rodolfo. You have Rodolfo Vieira, not Vieira, Vieira versus Dustin Stolfus. Uh, this one should be an absolutely electric affair. Uh, we're talking uh, middleweight guys, 185. 
Um, both guys are very, very solid. Uh, Stolfus has hands of steel, ladies and gentlemen. Watched him a few times um, on a couple back-to-back cards. Uh, 2.48 significant strikes landed per minute with a 74.07% accuracy Sheesh. with those significant strikes. Now, where Vieta lacks in the strike department... He makes up for all of that in the ground department. Right. He has a 7.00 takedown average per fight, 47.37 take percent takedown accuracy, and he's getting about one and a half submissions per fight on average right now. So it's going to be that classic boxer versus ground guy, and you know you got to back the the brazilian in the ground so situation too, um 7 and 1 in his career that uh that includes 3 ufc fights 6 of his wins have been by submission last loss was by submission so I'm thinking he's like, fuck that. I need to come back and get yeah. a submission myself. Yeah, that minus 220, that was his only loss so far in the UFC, 7-1. and one. Yep. Um, man, and Stolfus is good and is in and of his own right. I I, I don't want to say that, and, and I think that might be a little bit too much doggy for Stolfus plus 180. That's fair. But that minus 220 seems plenty safe. Uh, you know, I... If you want to get wild, as we kind of talked about it, I think that submission might be the most valuable uh, sure, play sure, sure. on this. So if you get yeah, I mean, Rodolfo yeah. Vieta by submission, uh, you'll get him at plus 100. So you're getting plus okay. money, plus money pick him at uh, Vieta uh, for submission. Yeah, I like that. I do too. That's not a, uh, not a bad little pick there. However, as for the full fight, not 100% sold either way. I just think Vieta being minus 235, I know it's great. I, I know he's been really damn good, but I hate those minus 200 plus. The, they just they just scare me so much. You're just paying so much for not much in return. Mm-hmm. It's just, ah. Uh, moving on, you have Mateus Gamrot versus Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens. Uh, I'm not even thinking twice about this one. This is Gamrot's fight to lose. Um, Stevens has Stevens uh, obviously been in the UFC for plenty of moons now at this point, but uh, I think that uh, he's uh, overstayed his welcome. He's having uh, a rough go of it lately. Yeah, four losses in his last five. The only one that he didn't lose was a no contest. Yeah, and uh, Gamrot's only lost one in the UFC, and uh, right. he is 18-1. and I uh, thought he was 15-1. and one. He's 18-1, and one. Yep. so he has been damn good. Whether you put him on the feet, whether you put him on the ground, uh, he's going to take care of business. We know Stevens is the wrestler. I think it's going to be just fine any way it goes uh, for Gamrod. He's definitely going to be one of my big plays. And if I'm looking for some additional value because you don't want to lay that minus 215 on the favorite, if you get Gamrot, uh by KOTKO, which is not a bad little play, plus 195. Okay. Uh, so pretty doggone good odds you can get there. Uh, but I would lean Gamrot overall for the fight in general. Nice. Uh, moving on ladies and gentlemen the return the return you are right my friend have you ever seen her fight i have okay well uh we have it doesn't seem i i've been uh deeper into the ufc now for like five or so years it doesn't seem as long but it's it been, doesn't uh, it doesn't i think i was like uh, kind of right when i was getting that's in. probably she was right on when our, you were yeah, getting in when I she was. uh when she fought ronda rousey so if but you i remember know. her getting i think i remember her beating holly home for the belt though yeah Okay, so that was before the that. Oh wow! Yeah, because then she lost to Nunez and then Pennington, and then that was her last fight. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Okay, well, if you don't know, we have the return of Misha Tate 
That's right. Misha Tate coming back to the UFC fighting Marion Hanau. Uh, Marion Renau, Hanau. I'm not sure she's American, but that uh, seems like a Brazilian name. Um, you know, man, Misha Tate making a comeback all the way. I, I, I don't know what to make of this, to tell you, you guys the truth, honestly. I mean, Mary, Marion, Marion, however you pronounce her name, four is on a four-fight yeah, loss four streak. Four-straight losses by a unanimous. Yeah, so... I don't know. Maybe they're just bringing in Tate to hopefully be a punching bag for her so her record can go somewhere. But I can't honestly see myself backing someone at the plus 110 spot that's 9-7-1. and one. Right. I, I just With four straight losses. With no, four I straight so. losses. I, I just can't back it. I, I do like that line. That's a line I look for a lot with some back-and-forth fights, but not with Renau being on. I think that line is so short just because we haven't seen Misha right. Tate in who knows how long, right. for crying out loud. So I think Misha Tate makes a pretty doggone good return, and I think uh, what limited crowd base or whatever is in that uh, apex, I think they uh, bring her a little welcome-home yeah, party, I, so. I think so. I so. so. If I'm looking for anything, I'm going Misha Tate. If I'm looking for some extra value, I'm going for Misha Tate on points. You're getting that at plus 110. So not uh, not a bad move there at all, but I would definitely lean, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going Misha Tate on that side of things. Sweet. And then last but not least. Shit. All right, I was hoping I wouldn't have to come to this, but I knew at some point I would have to. So we have Islam Makachev versus Tiago Moises. What scares me the most is that Moises has been a dog like this multiple times, and he has upset the books multiple times. For some reason, the books just do not have any faith in him, and he goes in there, and he scraps it out, hmm. and he squeaks out a, a UD hmm. every single time. When you think he should get steamrolled, he scraps it out and gets a unanimous decision. Do I think he can do that against Makachev out of the Nurmagomedov, the Eagle Tree? Sheesh. I just, I don't think so. From the limited amount of time that we have seen Makachev in the cage. Been pretty convincing. Convincing as all hell. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think you can fade him in any capacity whatsoever. Now, obviously, you're not getting... Any worth a day. It's about like Sugar Sean last week, minus a thousand. You get minus eight twenty on Makachev right now. Really zero value in that regard. Right. Uh, honestly, in this, you would like to sprinkle a little bit on the dog. I think this is going to be a lot more of a dog fight than minus eight twenty. So, if you want, which golly Moses, I mean, just trying to find any type of uh, different value here. Makachev by points plus one or minus one twenty. I mean, I think this turns into a lot more of a dogfight than the, than the books are giving him credit for. I don't think Makachev's going to knock him out or submit him. He's just so, too damn good. One thing I would say as far as Makachev by points, all of Moises' losses are unanimous decisions. Yeah, and and I just I think he's just too damn scrappy, and I just I don't like that minus eight twenty. I think you are getting the best value, and I think that line is pretty damn good at minus one twenty. I think it's pretty spot minus on to for get points? yeah to get Makachev like on it. points. I, like I, I really think so. I think Makachev does get this, but I, 
something inside of me is just telling me that this is going to be way more of a dogfight than a minus 820 to a plus 570 favorite. We saw it last week, for fuck's sakes, right. with a guy we didn't even know, Chris Moutinho. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I talked about him a little while ago. So I think I got to go Makachev on points. I don't think he's going to get him out of there. It's going to be a little bit of a sweat, probably. I would say so. There might be a few minute and a half or two minute periods of absolute domination right. from Makachev, but... Moises is too much of a dog to let him get him out of there uh, by anything else other than points. So that's where I would lean uh, or where I'm I'm going. So actually, that does it for the main card. Uh, how about that main card parlay, pal? Go for Here it. Here it is. Here is my main card parlay. I am taking Jeepers Creepers. Now that I look at it, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a little nervous about <laughs> Billy Quarantio. However... I do have enough faith that I believe I can back Billy Q, not worry about him all too much. It might be a little bit of a sweat to get things going. I know Gabriel Benitez has been solid, but I just think in this spot, it's Billy Q's fight to lose. And like you said, he hasn't lost back-to-back -back fights in the UFC. so Or in his career period. Or in his career period. So give me Billy Q for the first leg okay. of my main card parlay. Then uh, nice and easy, we're going to move on along to uh, Adolfo Vieta versus uh, Stolfus. You know, that minus 235, not bad, but I think I might do a little something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the alternate methods of victory here okay. in a minute. So here we'll, we'll do uh, Adolfo Vieta for the second leg, just money line. Uh, Mateos Gamrot, money line for the third leg. Misha Tate, money line for the fourth leg. And um, Makachev on points for the fifth and final leg. All parlay together, those five, you are getting plus 1,440 odds. So okay. not bad with having a couple of long favorites in there. Nice 10 spot to win you 144, my friends. So uh, you get plus 150 above plus 150 uh, total payout taken to the window. So there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That Billy Q one definitely seems like your biggest question mark, though. Yeah. It's a little little squarey because I'm with you on all. I'm not saying I'm not with. I'm with you on the fifth, on that one as well. Uh, but it is uh, by far the biggest question mark. I am right there with you on the other four for the sure. The only thing that's leaning me more is uh, like most of what I said. I I just don't think Benitez is a 65 percent mm -hmm. uh, probability mm -hmm. to win. Right. I I just don't think. I think that's way too far for him. So. I got to side with him on that side. So there is that. Let me make sure. Lock that in. Everything good there. All right. So that's all locked. So then I want to look at these alternate uh, methods of victory. So if you like Billy Q, you can do Billy Q. Or if you just want to skip all that nonsense and stay the hell away, I'll, I'll give you that option too. But we'll take Adolfo Vieta by submission you're getting that for plus 100 then we will also move along to uh mateus gamrot who is obviously the other long favorite we'll take mateus gamrot by ko tko you're getting that plus 195 and then we will go to um actually yeah i actually just like those two in a little parlay a little, a little extra something Two something for you uh so if you like billy q mm -hmm. and you also like Adolfo Vieta by submission mm -hmm. and Mateo Scamrot by KO. You're getting that at plus 1,292. Okay, that's three legs. That's three legs. Okay. You don't like Billy Q. You're questioning what he actually will do. My opponent, I didn't even know it. Adolfo Vieta by sub and Mateus Scamrot by KO or TKO. You're getting plus 490 on that bad boy. All right. So not, not 
too bad. That is worth a look. I think uh, that is worth a sprinkle and a half. If I were to play anything additional, if you guys don't like the main card parlay, you're flipping things around, I would say those two are the most valuable picks on the main card for sure. So. Sounds good to me. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The entire UFC fight night broke down, talked about, discussed, the best bets, the best value in between, everything out there. Uh, you want to know anything more about MMA, UFC? You got some specific things you want me to talk about? Hey, drop it down in the comments. We'll take a peep ski at it, and we'll make some content about it. No questions asked. So there you go. There you have it. We have been going today, partner. Hour and a half into this thing. Uh, let's wrap it up here. A few quick pit stops on some rants and reactions. Then we'll uh, do some motivation minutes. Get you all out of here. All right. So. First things first, if you could be so kind, partner. Uh, second day in a row here now. How are we doing over in the UK in Sandwich at the Royal St. George Golf Club for the British Open? So we're having a potential uh, potential nice weekend. You especially, a little bit more than myself. Leader uh, leader through, he has done for the day. There are still some guys nipping at his heels, but Colin Morikawa, 9 under, uh, 6 under today to get him to 9 under as the leader. Jordan Spieth, Louis Oosthuizen, nipping on his heels at 8 under, my man. Wow. So, uh, yeah, what, did you do a little sprinkle on Morikawa and Oosthuizen, or was there a top 5 or 10 in there? Or was no, it both? I, so I, my, my two sprinkles were Oosthuizen and uh, Thomas, Justin Thomas. Okay. So then Ustazen, I love him right now, being tied for second. That's cool. Through still nine, going, through nine on the day, he's still going. And then Morikawa, I didn't play to win the tournament outright because so many people were talking trash about him playing on the links. I, I took him at a top five, so okay, I, still got, still some good I still got him plus 490. Okay. But doggone, people man. Like, out of holy it, man. shit, they really did. Like, and I really, was really uh, high I think on I said it yesterday. The only thing was is that he like admitted on, on air that he just had, didn't have experience with Lynx Golf. Not like he's a bit bad or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, I haven't done it. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I was super <laughs> high on him, and I just... Uh, yeah, you're right. I let people talk me out of it, and I shouldn't have, but we'll see how he holds through the weekend. There's still two more rounds two more of 18 days. to yep. play. 36 um, mohos. But uh, my two guys that I picked, I didn't pick a winner, but my two guys still, uh, you know, need a need a nice Saturday or Sunday to get up there. Shoffley and McElroy, both even. Uh, making the cut right now, they are done for the day, but they need to have a nice Saturday and Sunday. However, the one that we are on watch for that is in play today, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau at plus 225 to miss the cut. He is currently at three over, and the projected cut is plus one. So he's mm. got to make a couple of shots up to get into that cut line, my man. I think he misses, and I, I think, think we so cash too. It. I think he misses, and I think we cash it. I don't he think we have a He's through 11 holes, two over on the day, through 11 to get him total three over. He's got to make up a couple shots, and I don't think he's got it in him. Hey, man, I am uh, more than thrilled. I found just some corner of the internet articles about these couple guys that I put bets on, and so far, going pretty doggone good. So uh, mm -hmm. we'll keep rocking and rolling. We'll keep uh, updating you, letting you know who won it on Monday, keeping you updated with content over the weekend. Obviously, you know how it goes down on the TTL Twitter. So make sure you follow us there as well. Not any, uh, not too many other glaring guys that are looking to miss the cut, except for maybe Patrick Reed, Jason Day. Um, John Rahm was kind of flirting with it. I believe he has played himself uh, out of that danger zone there. Yeah, he's having a nice day. He's at two under total, three under for the day. So he has played himself off of that bubble. So All right. odds on favorite. Still uh, not looking great for the tournament, but, uh, you know. 
playing him into contention. All right. Well, there is your British Open update, ladies and gentlemen. Thank the you, sir. The Open Championship. It's not called the British Open? They don't like it to call that. Over there, at least. Why? The, it's the Open. It's titled the Open Championship. They get mad at us when but we say the British Open. Britain, but we... Well, they don't call it the British Open. We just say it's the British Open because But we call it the U.S. Open here. Right, that's just the title of it. We literally just like, oh, it's in, it's over there. Whatever, man. Bubble, bubble wrap this world, dog. Okay, for sure. <laughs> it's not like yeah, an yeah. actual like, like offensive oh, thing. It's what just like, in the hell? That's just not um, what it's called. All right. Well, never, uh, never. That's a new one to me. Appreciate. It. I still, I still call it that. So. <laughs> okay. I was, I was really hoping I wasn't uh, for the last no, hour and a half. I've been like overstepping I mean, bounds. No, like, not like that. Like we, geez. everyone in America still calls it that. But they just like, hey, that's not what it's called. Okay. Good. Perfect. All right. No problem. <laughs> Moving right along. Not going to get canceled for calling to the British Open. Thank goodness. I was a little worried there for a minute. Uh, NFL season, 56 days away. College basketball season, 117 days away. Eventually, we won't have to tell you on every single episode of the pod because you'll be able to see it with your own eyes on some type of graphic on within the interweb. I can't wait. Can't wait either, dude. It looks so damn good. I cannot wait to roll the TTL website out to you guys. Rough draft is coming complete. along. Pretty doggone good. Uh, a lot of minor, you know, the 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 pins and needles, the ins and outs, the little the tinkering shit uh, is what is about to start. So it's only a few days away now. It seems like, ladies and gentlemen. So stay tuned for us to tell you here. We'll drop it on socials. Obviously, all of our platforms have it available. We'll let you guys know. So the TTL website is right around the corner. Uh, outside of that, quick little uh, MLB update. We talked about it a few weeks ago, partner, that uh, he would be starting his rehab sometime soon, that being Chris Sale, mm-hmm. and that sometime soon has officially come upon us. Uh, how's your guy doing? Your man playing for the Red Sox now, still got a uh, special place in your heart. Yeah, How do you I still feel? love the guy. I mean, I saw an uh, update. Of course, it was Jared Carabas, who was definitely biased for the Red Sox. Sure. But it was something, and that's obviously a low-level league, but basically he was uh, making a rehab start uh, not officially they're like single a might have been there like uh one of their side leagues because they got so many rookie league side leagues hey a lead's a lead baby but he was looking fantastic so uh you know i keep mentioning if he's even 80 90 percent of what it used to be that is a massive addition for that rotation yeah. and uh wow they need it they if need they get it. him back anytime soon i think they i'm not gonna say lock for the ales but it looked pretty damn good all right, all right. Well, uh in other mlb news other ales news other ales news too are are we coming back, partner? Are other countries finally coming back? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, here we talked, talked a little bit about Tokyo <laughs> yesterday. Seriously, there. fooking up uh, six-month high. But uh, Canada, the Great White North, up over yonder. Oh, hey there. Um, they might be coming back. Blue Jays could be coming back. Maybe. It sounds like the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be able to play at home field finally after a very long first half of the season in Florida and uh, Buffalo. partly in Buffalo, New York. I mean, shit, man. I'm not saying they're going to come all the way back. I did just say the Red Sox are going to win the AL East if Chris Sale comes back, but uh, Blue Jays getting some home cooking might uh, might propel them up the standings. It might just do the trick for those Maybe a boys. wild card. I wouldn't... They're definitely not on a wild card. No. I mean, and, not uh, the AL East contention, but and definitely we talked not about it also that if Vlad Guerrero single-handedly brings those boys into the playoff, he is undoubtedly the 2021 MVP. I wouldn't say no. undoubtedly, but 
Pretty doggone pretty darn close. close. Pretty doggone close. It's a two-horse race right yeah. now between him and Otani. So we'll see what these guys do. But, man, oh, man, the Blue Jays yeah, might mean, have a little bit of extra something, something Only four happening. and a half out of the wild card. Yeah, not bad at all. So the Blue Jays might have something going on, being able to get back into the home ballpark. We'll see what happens. But that does it. Nothing crazy for the MLB. Uh, the war on sticky stuff has kind of uh, quieted down, if you will. Nothing too crazy upheld, happening. I saw Pretty they wild. upheld uh, Santiago's appeal or whatever so he's yeah. gonna serve his suspension yep uh so kind quiet of, it down though you're right yeah very quieted down then again we have had a week of no baseball just a little all-star game so we'll see if uh the war on sticky stuff reignites if the fire begins to burn again with checking pitchers and boys getting tossed based on what type of substances they have on their gloves we don't know it's quieted down a little bit but i have a sneaky suspicion that shit's about to start popping off again so we'll be sure to cover it if it does you already know the drill uh nba hardwood ladies and gentlemen nothing to cover in the nhl today gave you some updates injury news shea weber stuff like that yada 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 go back to the yesterday's episode you want to talk about the nhl because you ain't gonna fuck find it here nba hardwood tomorrow game well, five game five we uh we don't obviously have it today kind of sucks during the finals that we have a couple of days off between and uh it's about to get to the time where it's nothing but baseball betting for about the next month and a half here mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more we are slowly 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 getting to that nfl season and uh the best betting time of the year myself completed the Arizona Cardinals okay. and half of the Atlanta Falcons nice. in the Sharp Football Analysis book nice. last night. And my friends, this is your last day. Uh, before I get into the NBA here, we talk about a little something. I suggest you get the Sharp Football Analysis book. I scrimmed through it, and as I have started reading now into the official third chapter, the team breakdown chapter, oh my days. I don't even know where where to start. I mm-hmm. the amount of knowledge I have gained from breaking down one team from a, a set of guys uh, it's absolute insanity. I I I would have never imagined. Like I knew that the Cardinals struggled post Murray injury. I didn't really realize how important that was. I didn't really realize how important play action is to them i didn't realize how damn important pre-step motion is for them i didn't realize how important kyler murray actually be able to successfully run the ball is for that kingsbury defense i didn't realize what the reasons were to bring in james connor and back up chase edmonds i mean it's crazy it is crazy win the super bowl not saying that. Uh, <laughs> you got one got through it, one it's, team. It's there. just, it's yeah, just yeah, electric, man. It. It's electrifying. It, if you are a stats person, I mean, my heart was just thumping last night going <laughs> through this shit. I mean, if you are a stats and an, an analytics insights guy, gal, whoever, I mean, it is something you need to get. Uh, do I think the Cardinals go over eight wins? No. Okay. No. Right, right now. As of right now. Okay. As of right now. Tough division. Uh, that defense had the third luckiest um, rate as far as fumbles and interceptions really? over the course of the last decade. Really? Uh, and they made some serious, serious adjustments. They picked up Marlon Humphreys, but... And J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt. But as far as the secondary goes, a little bit scary. Little bit scary. We'll dive into that too at some point. And then they got uh, 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 Zayvon Collins mm-hmm. and Isaiah Simmons, uh, the two middle guys. 
Mike linebacker is going to be Zayvon Collins, and he's got to be the big dog. Okay. Bringing in a rookie to be the big dog. So if you needed any more convincing how hardcore we are going to go on this NFL season and break it down, and once we get to the NFL special edition, once it's about a month or so out, what we are going to be delivering to you. I just took out a, a, the smallest minute little bit I could right there. And I'm telling you, there is so much more to dive into and break down and discuss and talk about. Oh boy, it is going to be absolutely electrifying. Yeah. So I suggest you do that. But hey, back to the NBA hardwood real quick. Let's wrap up the uh, ransom reactions. Uh, game five partner line opened up. Suns minus four, uh, pretty much across the board on every book. Uh, might be up to minus four and a half. You might have caught the hook at this point. Uh, how you feeling? I know you've been beating the Bucks drum all along. I know we talked about it yesterday. I think I'm going to have to lean Suns minus four. Two key so reasons as, well. as to that number has been very, very critical in the playoffs. And I think home court advantage is just what does it here in the finals. I think I'm right there with you. My only concern is that uh, throughout these playoffs, within a series or you know within a couple of series combined, anytime you see like three or four or five times in a row trend, every once in a while that like fourth fifth time, yeah. you know, is the one outlier. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. saying I agree with that. In tomorrow's case, I think it's a home home team series. So sure. I, I'm not laying down my official pick now, but I am leaning towards Suns as well. Yeah, I would have to lean there too. And then I'm also leaning on another under. Okay. I, I think that it's a lean at this point, but mm -hmm. I think that the books are going to set it in a way that, oh, it's going back to Phoenix. It's yeah. got to go over. It's yeah. got to be over. Everybody's hammering over. That's just where my thoughts are right now. They did dip I, down a little bit. I believe it's at two eighteen and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Last I looked, I'm not. I'm not too certain where I'm leaning quite yet. Uh, but I think that line movement is going to cause a lot of the public to take the over, and I think I'm going to be so siding a little bit more on the under yet again here. So. That's kind of where we're leaning. Obviously, be sure to follow us on the Action Network HQ app. If you don't have that downloaded already, get that son of a gun on the App Store or uh, Android, whatever the heck you have. I don't know. Get the Action app and follow myself at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Follow Riley at RMAGS in all caps. And then you can follow the uh, Talking the Line best bets of the day that are put up right after every single show at Talking the Line. No spaces no uh, lowercase no uppercase just nice and easy for you there so you have all of that uh we'll also give you ways that you can access some of our best bets uh on the upcoming website uh, you will uh, be able to see some different graphics and maybe uh just click a button and get on or redirected on over to your favorite sports book and yes, hammer sir. in what yeah. we're hammering in for the day so who knows who knows that might be coming too who knows that that might be something you might be able to see right off the bat who the hell knows i got no idea either way i can't call it one way or the other but what i do know is that uh, uh, you can definitely get all of our best bets right now, daily best bets, anything we hammer in up to this second on the Action Network app. So follow us there for sure. Uh, make sure you check out the Talking the Line link tree. First link, once again, in this episode's description, it's going to have all of our content, all of our social platforms, so you can follow along uh, right with us. You never miss an update. You never miss an episode, a show, new piece of content, whatever the case might be. You're always up to date. Uh, we are most active on uh, Twitter. That's where we have the most updates, most stuff, most content. So at the bare minimum, suggest you follow us on the old Bird app so you can uh, get the latest updates from TTL Sports Media. Right. 
we'll let you know about the website. Um, just tentatively, I'm, I'm thinking middle of next week. That's mm-hmm. just where my head's at. Uh, feel comfortable saying that and telling that to you guys. It has been a grind and a half, but I have uh, been uh, afforded the opportunity to be able to learn all of this stuff and uh, put together a doggone website. Uh, Mags, give me some great ideas. Give me some stuff to think about. But uh, anything you see, I have been grinding away. Ask Mags. I've been sitting in the corner of the office and fucking smoke just shooting out mm-hmm. of my ears and just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just about two, three, three and a half hours, four hours every single day I've been putting into it. So um, right around the corner. Can't wait to roll it out to you guys. And it's just going to open the door for so much more content, so many more connections for us, so many more connections for you. Cannot wait to bring it to you. So that about does it. That's about any updates I wanted to drop on your heads. Uh, Everything we wanted to talk about rants and reactions wise partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode 82 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful July 16th, 2021. You took the wind of my, out of my sails at the top of it, hitting the links today. Uh-huh. I'm feeling dangerous, man. The flat stick. You're I don't know why. Dangerous. I don't know why the flat stick feels good today. Oh, okay. Haven't touched it yet today, but it feels good. Oh, right. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why maybe. it feels good. Maybe you guys are, uh, maybe you got ESPN or something, you know, telepathy. Now that I think <laughs> of it, I hope I have my backup putter in my bag because my uh, main putter is in my apartment. Oh, boy. So uh, he said the flat <laughs> stick feels good today, and now he just remembered the flat stick might not be in his bag. 90% so Mr. Sure Magnuson, I've got two in my bag. Mr. Magnuson might be at a course near you putting with his 56 degree but we'll see what happens ladies and gentlemen who knows mags you just saw a young man go from shooting a 32 in his mind to quite potentially who knows if a 50 is coming around the corner but we're gonna find out as soon as uh and and you might want to follow him on twitter just to find out how this goes if he's got that second flat stick in that bag because it might be one hell of a saga on the twitter sphere today if he's out there putting with that 56 degree I believe I have a second one, and Papa Mags usually has got a second one okay. himself. So okay, so we should be me, squared away. Between my dad and my brothers and I, someone's got an extra putter. We should be squared away, but we will stay tuned. Wish I had my actual putter, though, but... Either way. I'm feeling dangerous. He's feeling dangerous. <laughs> we'll see what happens, and we will stay tuned on Twitter to see how this all shakes out. Thank you for your sidebar partner. Goodness gracious. That does it for today's rants and reactions, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Everything covered. Let's finish this show out right nice and quick. Uh, Get you guys back about your day just before lunchtime here with a little bit of my Motivation Minutes. Just a quick message for you here today, my friends. I talked about this week a lot, uh, just overcoming adversity and... um, the harder you work, the harder you surrender, continuing to uh, move forward in the face of resistance, uh, facing that fear, facing everything and rise. Um, it's kind of where all my messages have kind of been centered around so far this week and kind of going through your process and how to get through your process and get from one situation's process to the next one and realize that you're always growing and you're always evolving and and the best is always yet to come it's coming right around the corner even though it may feel miles away it's it's right around the corner and today i wanted to share a little quote with you you guys um i just wanted to remind you to trust your 
process. It is your process. It is not my process. It's not Riley's process. It's not nobody else's process. It's no nobody even that I can think of's process. It's mine. It's meant for me. So nobody can tell me how I should be living my process. Nobody can tell me that my process is wrong. Nobody can tell me that I'm going about my process wrong because it's my process. Trust your process. You are on your path to success and you are planted there for a reason. You don't need to try and get off of it because those paths weren't made for you. The lane you are in is the lane you are supposed to be in and you need not think about swerving. I can promise you that. Stay where you're at and trust your process. And the quote I wanted to share with you is that we always end up right where we are meant to be, right when we're meant to be there. One more time, we always end up right where we're meant to be, right when we are meant to be there. Everything happens in its due time, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, people joining for the first time that might have never seen a Colts Motivation Minutes and this might hit you in a certain way. Trust your process. Everything will come when it is supposed to. If you are struggling, wondering why something is not coming into your life and you've been doing nothing but the best thing possible and working towards it every day and giving your all and giving your effort and it's still not coming into your life, it's time to step back a little bit. It's time to be still. Give your mind a break, especially over this weekend. I really want you to remember this. If you've been struggling with your process, if you've been hitting wall after wall, or maybe you haven't, everything's been going good, but you're just not reaching that goal and you don't know why, give yourself a break. Slow down this weekend. Take some time to be still. And maybe if things aren't falling into place and you think you've been doing everything right, Maybe take a second to step back and see if you really have. Are you really crossing the T's and dotting the I's? Are you really living the disciplined lifestyle you need to attain the success that you want? Where's your head at? How are you living? How are you feeling? Take some time to assess that. But most importantly, as you do assess that, don't lose the vision and trust the process. Trust your process, my friends, because it will always always work out in your favor if you just simply believe. Have faith. Don't doubt. Remove all anxiety, worry, and fear and believe that the best is yet to come. If you put all that in correlation, combine all that together and implement it every single day, you're going to reach that success much faster than you would ever believe. And you're going to lose sight of that goal that you're trying to attain. The vision will still be there in the back, but you're going to fall in love with your process and what it's doing to you every single day to make you the best version you can be. So when you hit that vision, you're all set up and ready to rock and roll, baby. So this weekend, today, Friday, moving on into Saturday and Sunday, today I want you to remember, trust your process and we end up right where we are supposed to be, right when we are supposed to be there. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes for today. Good stuff, my man. Yeah, I mean, you always got some very solid stuff laid down on this. Uh, and, you know, I myself and as many other people take that into account, but you, as you're alluding to, you have to put your own spin on it because everyone's got their own experiences. But, yeah, good stuff, my man. Trust your own process. You have to. Absolutely. I absolutely uh, think that is the most one of the most important things to surviving this thing called life. Mm -hmm. So 
I know you're ready to get up on in that car, get on, sped down the highway and onto the links. Get your weekend started while I uh, wrap some of the back end stuff up here. One of these here days, I'll uh, hit the old links right alongside with you. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. That is episode number 82 on this beautiful Friday of bets, July 16th, 2021. As always, degenerates and gamblers far and wide, anybody in between from myself and Mags. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, a terrific Saturday and Sunday, a wonderful start to your weekend, getting you to that Saturday and Sunday. Anything you may encounter in between is just filled with good vibes, positive energy, and you are just rolling the money train down the tracks this weekend. As always, let's cash some tickets.